Welcome to the What If Cast with Christine and Justin, where we take a deep dive into what if theories that'll blow your mind. It's uh, this is this is new for us. We don't usually do this in person, so not that it matters to you guys, but I kind of like it. I don't know if you the, the setting is a bit different too. If it's more echoey, um, we're just in an empty room here. I like it better because doing it in person means I'm back from vacation. I get to see you again. Yeah. We're, so you guys remember when we did the the consonant uh, episode? If anyone listened in, but I saw on YouTube this video about Pangea and YouTube has those monotone voices sometimes where just like the guy explaining, you know, like this the entire time and he doesn't inflect at all. (laughs) Well, listen, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna hate on anybody trying to make it on YouTube. I get that everybody has their own thing the same way that we're trying to make it. And I just, I feel like, at the same time, there's uh, there's something for everybody, and I I am definitely not about people that speak one way throughout the entire video. People that never change the inflection of their voice. There was just there was way too much bass in his his voice. I think it could have been mixed better. Again, I'm not a professional. You were falling asleep. I wasn't falling asleep. <laughs> I was looking around the room for something else to do. <laughs> so we should start a YouTube channel. I think that'd be cool. I'd be down for that. I don't know how many other people would be down for that. Mm, I, I'd be down for it. I, I, I like uh, doing random things and maybe in front of a screen that could be cool. Guys, let us know if you'd be down to see us in a, in a video format as opposed to just audio all the time. Mm-hmm. What do you think we could do in a YouTube video that'd be different? I just feel like you can be more expressive. Yeah. So I know you've been getting into cooking lately. Have, you, have. have you made anything that you, you think is worth sharing? So I, I think I've said in another episode, but I recently went to Italy and I, I am not a cook. I am an awful cook. Anytime I try, for some reason, it's awful. <laughs> but my latest concoction with Justin, we, uh, we tried to make something that I really enjoyed in Italy. It was called nudie. And it was like this, uh, this spinach ball. And uh, it ended up becoming an omelet, which is not what it was supposed to be. But yes, to answer your question, I, I'm interested in learning how to cook. Why do you think that is? Well, I, I didn't realize, you know, food, food really brings people together, you know? And now I'm, I'm getting my own apartment and I'm gonna have, you know, my own food and I wanna get my own cooking wear. And I'm really like intrigued by it, you know? It could be cool if you could really learn how to cook and you, you have people over, it's, it's a way of expressing love in a cool way, you know? Cause people love food. And also if you could gear towards what you know other people like, it's also a giving in an aspect. Like if you know someone is a vegetarian or doesn't like a certain thing, like you can accommodate for who you're cooking for. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. I feel like it's a good, uh, it's a good form of expression. Mm -hmm. You know, it's better than 
just eating the same thing all the time. And there's nothing necessarily wrong with that, both from a lifestyle and a dietary perspective. But at the same time, you know that you, the person cooking, can put together something that's at least more unique Mm -hmm. than the stuff that you routinely eat all the time. Right. Like you, I feel like you love your grandma, right? Like one of the reasons... I don't know if it's the reason you love her, but like one of one thing you really remember is her cooking, right? Like that's like a big aspect. Uh, it is kind of. I mean, <laughs> for the sake of the conversation, <laughs> yes, that that relates. I, I liked it for a lot more reasons than that, though. <laughs> but but uh, she was she was a great cook. You know, she cooked for most of the time that I knew her. Yeah. And she would be accommodating, right? Like if you were home and she knew you liked a certain thing. She might make that thing. Yeah, she knew that I like French toast. <laughs> That's so awesome. She used to make it. Yeah. yeah. How many things can you cook? Like, what, what is your repertoire of cooking? <laughs> How many things? I don't know. How many That's, meals? That's tough. I mean, I, I've, I've never really sat down and, and counted the, the things. Right. The recipes. Yeah. yeah. But I think I'm not bad at it, you know. I'm getting better. I, I, I'm one of those people that when it comes to cooking, I'm more of a, a sauce or seasoning kind of person. Because mm-hmm. I feel like if your food is seasoned, then you don't need sauce or it has sauce on it, then you don't really need to season it at that point. It just feels like overkill. And so I feel like I'm getting better at the more simplistic approach of just picking one of those, picking sauce or seasoning and making something. Right. Because it helps you focus. I think focus is important when it comes to cooking. People always talk about, uh, you know, getting creative in the kitchen, but you know, <laughs> I feel like you, you build your way up to that. See, that's my problem because I, I never cooked and now I'm, I'm starting to, and I'm being creative and we know that's not going well. Both of us <laughs> also probably my friends know I have made some weird concoctions like recently. I was making sausage and what was I making with you? I put pears with sausage and I cooked it in a pan and then it was slimy. I remember that very vividly. Yeah. 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 You, you tried to make it look like you liked it, which was sweet, I think. <laughs> and then my mom opens up and she goes, what is this? Well, look, I feel like this is true for anything that if somebody goes out of their way to make something, you don't want to just say this is good or this is bad because you don't get anything from that. And what's worse is that you you have to sort of make your own interpretation of what that means. And so if I were to just say to you like, oh, this is bad, then you might think, oh, this is horrible. I should never try to cook this again. I have no idea where I went wrong, but it's just, it's, it's terrible. And I don't know if I would have gone that far. I just don't know if those two things uh, fit together, the sausage and the pears. I, I appreciate that because I am not going to lie. I really want to be a good cook. I want to get into cooking, but I am putting myself down recently because I have been trying to be creative. And every time I try, it goes south and not in the, the nice, you know, Florida, South Carolina way, you know, <laughs> South is in hell, like the tundra. And <laughs> See, again, I feel like in the same way that you get creative in the kitchen, <laughs> you're getting, you're getting very creative with your metaphor here. 
but that's what I mean. It's <laughs> like uh, when you mix too many things, the, the product can get a little muddied sometimes. You know what it's like? And I, I struggle with this and I'm sure a lot of people did. When you're a kid and you're learning to paint and you know when you start mixing too much or you want to redo it over and you just paint it over again, all of a sudden your painting just becomes brown, just becomes a brown mush. And that's what my cooking is like right now. How do I get out of my brown mush state? Well, here's the thing. I feel like anything that you, you want to get creative with, any sort of freestyle anything, you have to have some sort of foundation. It can be the I loosest. I hate structure though. I know. <laughs> but even something even something like this podcast, I feel like if we were to just do what we're doing right now and just talk about whatever, I feel like it's good to have a place to begin. Right. Otherwise, it, it has no direction to go. And I feel like with the cooking or with painting or with, with anything that you want to sort of branch out, it's got to start in a solid place. You know what I realized? It's not like dancing cooking. Like it's it's probably the opposite, you know, because you need a lot of knowledge. You need a lot of living through your food, being aware of what things taste like and how they meld together. I recently started HelloFresh, uh, which has been obviously helpful for me because it literally lists, lists out the steps. You don't have to think about it and it's nice. Uh, very structured, which I don't love. Uh, and also lots of plastic. It's really great for someone like me that struggles in the kitchen. <laughs> for anybody that's not familiar with what HelloFresh means, uh, HelloFresh is a food delivery service of sorts. It's a meal prep where they send you ingredients and a recipe and they have you prepare the food. I swear it's not sponsored. You know, we're not there yet, but uh, hey. You know, HelloFresh. I still think it's, it's awesome. And they have other stuff, Blue Apron and, and all that, depending on where you are. I want to, I really want to go past the HelloFresh date. And I want to, I just want to skip ahead is my problem. I'm, I'm like a little child just wanting to, you know, fly when I can only walk. I don't, I don't know if that makes you like a child, but I know, I think that's a natural thing. You know, people always want to skip ahead to the stuff that they're interested in. Mm -hmm. but it's just, it's just a fact that a lot of stuff, it takes a lot of preparation and learning the building blocks. Right. It's, it's kind of like with a language. It was part of the reason, you know, no offense to, to people that get a lot of help out of this, but it's why I was never a fan of uh, methods of learning new language, like Duolingo. Duolingo, there are a lot of benefits to something like that, but it brings you right into words, sentences, popular phrases, and things like that. And I really think that for me personally, when it comes to learning a new language, you got to start with the alphabet. You have to start with vowel sounds and how to pronounce letters. Boring. But you need it because otherwise you, you go into those sentences. <laughs> you go into those sentences and you just can't pronounce it correctly. Yeah, I know you. You like to learn the basics for whatever you start. You pick up my violin and you're like, okay, what are, what's each string name? You know, see, now here I am, right? When I first picked up a guitar, I didn't want to learn all the, the names. I don't want to learn the music sounds. What I really liked about guitar was if I just learned four chords, I could play songs. I didn't have to learn any scales. You know, I didn't start with that. I remember when I first picked it up, I just started playing different notes and just kind of seeing what they sounded like. 
versus you, you're going to like want to read the music and stuff. <laughs> you like want to know the scales. Well, it's just because of my background. I mean, uh, there's a lot of people that probably don't know this if you don't know me, but I used to play the flute. And, uh, you know, I learned it in the traditional way, you know, you start with, you start with breathing. You don't even go into the notes and the sheet music. You have to start with the most basic thing. If you can't breathe correctly, you can't play the instrument. Right. Then you move from breathing to, to fingering patterns. You move to notes. Notes turn into measures. Measures turn into scales. You know, it start, it's little steps, but you need to do it if you want to be great, you know? See, now, that's another problem I have. So... It's some sort of determination you need to, to be awesome at something. I don't think I am an expert at anything, to be honest. I, I dabble in a lot of things. <laughs> when I was talking about violin, I, I'm, I'm okay violinist. I can, I can play some songs. Do I know how to do the vibrato that makes it sound very pretty? No, because that takes years of practice with just wiggling your hand. And I didn't want to do that. How, how do you feel like someone could practice their, their determination, their willpower, their, their want to be an expert at something? Here's what I think. I think this is a very mundane thing, but it's important to keep in mind if you want to keep up your, your determination, I guess, as you put it. I think that you have to find something to focus on. You know, let's say that you, you were talking about guitar earlier. Let's say that you pick up guitar because you want to learn how to play a particular song. If, if getting bogged down in the scales and learning the, the strings and the notes and practicing, if that is sort of killing your motivation because it's just not as quick of, a, of getting to the, the goal as you want it to be, you got you to keep in mind, maybe, maybe it helps you practice to know like, oh, but if I keep up with this, I'll get to play whatever song that I'm thinking of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I noticed with me, and maybe it's like this was based on personality types too, but uh, I need to jump around a lot, you know, to be interested. And if I am very interested in something, I will, I will focus on it. If I'm not interested, if it gets boring, I'm gonna move on. But so I need to find aspects of the thing I'm doing. Maybe I, I, it has to be something a bit more complex or has to have different sides where I can jump around in the one thing. Like with the guitar, I'll learn, you know, maybe I will learn a scale one day, but just, just you know, a simple one that could be quick and then I jump to a song that I can do quick, or I maybe, and not just learn a scale, but maybe I have to freestyle a little bit to make it fun. So you got to find how to make it fun or else how are you going to learn? But this is cool. Like, I feel like uh, it's interesting to see our different ways we go about new activities and what you, you get, I feel like excited to learn the basics because you're excited to start something in the right way. Well, I mean, it, uh, let's go back to the, the language thing for a second. I, I don't speak any language other than English with uh, that much proficiency. I'm not fluent in anything else. But uh, I, have, I have learned a little bit of uh, Spanish, just learning it in school. And I feel like the problem that a lot of people have is exactly what I talked about. They want to know how to say certain words. They want to know how to say certain sentences right off the bat. And you, you can't start with that because those sentences are not going to sound right. And if you're pronouncing them wrong, then you're not really learning anything. Mm-hmm. You have to start with the alphabet, in my opinion. Not everybody works that way. But 
you know, using Spanish as an example, there are a lot of conventions compared to English that just you have to learn that they're different. Like the letter L, you know, the letter L sounds normal when you first have it, but when you have two L's next to one another, they make a completely different, a completely different sound. And if you, if you're pronouncing things, disregarding that, because you never bothered to learn that in the first place, then you're not really learning how to say those words and those sentences that you really started to learn how to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I told you, I want to learn how to cook. Is there anything else you want to learn something new? Skydiving, right? You, you want to do that? No, I have no interest <laughs> in that. Come on, do it for me. <laughs> Look, there's plenty of people that have been skydiving and they're totally fine. There, there are instructors that do it all the time. They do it multiple times a week. They teach people. Yeah. They're that good at it and they're that confident that things will be fine. And you know what? I think I could go my entire life without ever skydiving and I'd be completely happy. It'd be a yeah. life, it'd be a totally fulfilled life. I will say my willpower to skydive has gone down a bit, only a bit. And I'm afraid that if I let too much time go past, it'll just keep going down and I will not do it. I won't do it. Well, what's, what's lowering your desire to do it? I, I think honestly, it's just, and my excitement for life is growing. If that, if that's a weird thing, like, uh, I, I have other things I'm interested in. Uh, I've you know become a Zoom instructor, really interested in improv. Like I have other things I'm focusing on more. I think when I was traveling abroad and didn't have as many activities as I was doing, you know, maybe something like skydiving was more in my mind, more on the forefront. And also, yeah, I don't need to check everything off my bucket list like I thought I did when I was young, if that makes sense. I'm realizing that it's the people in my life that are the most important, you know, and <laughs> I still would love to check everything off my bucket list, but it's not like I'm going to be like, Oh no, rue the day. I can't die yet. No, I get that. <laughs> I really don't have something like that. You know, everybody, people use that term all the time and I, I totally understand it, but I don't know if there's anything where I think to myself, I need to do this thing before I'm gone. I don't know if I have anything like that. It's more of like a day by day thing for me. I'm just, I'm trying to be like, well, what do I want to do today? If the answer is I'll figure it out later then so be it, you know? Exciting. <laughs> I, um, I don't do it like uh, I need to do this thing. I think it's more like kind of a, a Santa's list kind of thing where it's, I'd like to have these things. This would be cool to do. And you know, how awesome would this be? I think that's how I look at it. Well, no, and I understand that, but I feel like that's why a term like bucket list is, it feels a little overdramatic almost. Yeah. It feels like a, a list of things that you have to do before you kick the bucket. Maybe I'll, I'll rename it. Things that would be cool to do in my life before I die. I guess that's a little more specific, a little, a little wordier, I guess. Yeah, it's a bit more of a title. And it uh, certainly is. Things to do in my life before I die. You got a little jingle. But yeah, so we've been kind of going around the, the yard here talking about different things. We talked about uh, cooking for a while, but I think it like this all relates to trying new things, right? Because and how we go about it, which is kind of cool. Yeah, for sure. Mm. Yeah, I feel like we, we concluded this in a, in a nice huggable way. Any, any last thoughts here? <laughs> Guys, don't be afraid to try new things. I know sometimes it, it feels like there's no time to do it because you just get so caught up in things that you need to do that sometimes it just feels like there's no time for 
trying something new, but it might seriously improve like the the quality of your life if you if you find something new that you really enjoy Mm -hmm. and whether you try something new by trying out the basic things or you know just dabbling and uh seeing what interests you and you know maybe maybe it's not a full-on skill set but it's still kind of cool to dabble so you know it doesn't have to be a full commitment thing if yeah that i feel like that's what excites me in life at least is is to to see new things I can try because it I think when you're young you're always trying new things and as we're getting older we we kind of lose that we we kind of forget to search for it too but yeah so uh, I'm, I'm excited to skydive with you in the future um and I'm, I'm glad that you really uh, are interested so yeah about that <laughs> I I hate to say that it's uh... yeah next week yeah I, yeah, next week I'll be comfortably watching from the ground. We could even do hang gliding. That could be interesting. Again. Yeah, or bungee jumping. Two feet on the yeah. ground. Okay, all right, cool. All right, bye guys. Uh, thanks, have a good one. See you later. Bye.